0: G'day! It's Hayley Carr here, coming to you from my little riverside cottage in Australia. Welcome to the Super Freak Podcast. I run a boutique coaching agency from right here, my farmhouse, with clients all over the globe. And in this show, I'm welcoming you into my world into my home and sharing the powerful philosophies mindsets and insights that make super talented super freaky people able to create crazy good results sustainably on repeat and almost effortlessly so you can do it too These riffs are inspired by conversations with the incredible people that I coach every single day, which I've been doing for over a decade, and from my own experience as a world champion martial artist. I love destroying big ideas until they're teeny tiny bits of genius that you can take with you, understand, remember, repeat, and use to create miraculous results with ease. You'll learn here about what I call Yin-style leadership, keeping the spark and the polarity in your relationships, financial empowerment, slowing down to achieve more, and regenerative, sustainable success in any kind of high-pressure, high-achievement-focused circumstances. So hold on to your hats, folks, and listen out for your insight of the day. I'm going to show you how to become immune to fear, failure, and feeble thinking. And before you know it, you'll be chasing down with ease and enthusiasm what you may have thought was impossible just yesterday. Let's dive in to today's episode. asked me recently if I could please talk on how to keep up creativity during COVID. And the answer that I have for that question is how I would suggest anybody brings back that creative spark after a period of time where you've kind of been doing the same thing over and over and over again, or keeps the motivation to continue to create. Because you know, typically an answer for, you know, how can I bring back the creative spark would be, well, go for a walk, change your environment, you know, do some exercise, do some things here and there. And that's still available to a lot of us. And we just need to be a little bit more creative with how we do it a lot of the time. But I know too, that when you're stuck between four walls and you're looking at the same view and you haven't gone anywhere for a while, it can fizzle out a little bit. And when you're under that extra pressure of COVID, I suppose, I know that a lot of people forget how to human, like we forget what we used to love before. It's like when you have a baby and you forget what type of person you were before you had the, what did I like? What did I even do? It was only three weeks ago, but who am I? Sometimes it can feel the same with creativity. You know, you go down a, a bit of a rabbit hole and you, you're you working on something, working away on it. And then all of a sudden it's just the same things that used to get you going or that you you could just sit down and start. And it just kind of it's fizzled. It's not working the same as it was. They don't do it for you anymore. And I want to talk to what to do in those situations. And I'm going to give you an answer that's more general because I know that not everybody here is in lockdown. And as of actually recording, part of Australia has gone has increased their lockdown. So I know that some of you are going to really be wondering like how you are going to do it. And I have two distinctions for you. The first one is a practice or just kind of a philosophy. The second is an NLP, neuro-linguistic programming tool that I want to give you. So take this information and make it work for you. The first distinction is increase the pleasure and decrease the pressure. Increase pleasure, decrease pressure. I guess I should maybe do another separate podcast on this. But a lot of the time when it comes to creativity, creativity is stifled when You place time and space implications around it. I know a lot of creatives who can prolifically create when there's no time pressure on them, but you give them a deadline and all of a sudden, ugh, it doesn't come out the same like a book deadline or a blog deadline or a podcast deadline or a project's deadline, whatever it might be. And I also know that for some people, deadlines really light up the fire inside of them. So, It's all about finding that fine line of what's just the right amount of pleasure and just the right amount of pressure that it ignites something in you to get you going and get you moving and get you motivated and get you acting again. But it's not too much that you feel creatively stifled and it's not not enough that you don't feel inspired to actually move on it and do something with it. So it's kind of got to be just the right amount of these ingredients. But what I typically see in people who have kind of been creating, 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 creating for a while and then they lose that creative spark is this feeling like, well, my typical thing that I would do are not available to me. Like I would normally change environment. I can't do that. So I feel like my creativity is gone. Usually it's a case of needing to increase pleasure and decrease pressure. And what I mean by that is let's start with pressure. We often have these made up arbitrary times and timelines that we need to or must, right? We have this pressure in our language. I should, I've got to, I need to, I have to, I must. This pressure to create, to do something, to complete something within a certain amount of time. And sometimes it works, but it only works until it doesn't. Because if that pressure is too high and you forget that you actually made up this timeline of when to do it by or what it should look like, and maybe you made it up before you went into lockdown or something like that, uh, you can be feeling the pressure and then your creativity kind of gets squished, more than squished. It gets mutated. It's just not there. It disintegrates completely into thin air. It feels flat. It's bleh. So if you can decrease the pressure, and usually what that requires is Increasing the pleasure, (laughs) but usually what decreasing the pressure looks like is taking the pressure off yourself in terms of a deadline or a timeline or when you should be working or what it should look like or how it should be done. And I call this widening the paddock. A lot of my clients make jokes and make fun of me because I've been using a lot of farm references of late. (laughs) A paddock, for those of you who don't know, is an area on a farm that's kind of fenced off for animals or crops or whatever there's like set paddocks on a farm there's set areas that are fenced off and inside of that area you might be growing a certain whatever anyway widening the paddock is like moving the fence posts moving the fence out wider so you have a larger space to work within and I liken this to your calendar sometimes you've put pressure on yourself to make something happen within a week or within two weeks or within a month or within a day and if you broaden or widen the paddock as in you move your expectations out a week, a month, a year, you take the timeline pressure off it completely. The pressure just drops and your creativity can come back. That's just one example by the way of decreasing the pressure. It usually comes from removing those in neurolinguistics we call the modal operators of necessity, so those words like have to, got to, need to, should, must, can, can't, mustn't. Uh, all those words that kind of imply that you need to be doing something, it puts this internalized pressure on you to make it happen. It's not required. If you've made up the deadline, especially it's arbitrary, then there's no point keeping it because it's putting pressure on you and it's stifling your creativity. And the funny paradox is when you take the pressure off the time pressure, you end up, well, what's that law? Parkinson's law, the amount of That you give something is exactly how much time it will take. (laughs) So sometimes that can be a good thing, and sometimes that can work against you. But the funny thing is, the funny paradox about Parkinson's Law is that if you put too much pressure on yourself to do something, it might work one time two times three times but if it's too much pressure you kind of burn the candle at both ends and then if you don't give it any kind of deadline it'll take a really long time to do it but if you give it just the right amount of time for you then there's enough pressure to make it happen but there's also enough creative space there's a wide enough paddock for you to feel free and a lack of too much pressure that stifles the creativity So the cool thing about decreasing the pressure is that sometimes just by widening the paddock a little bit, you feel a lot more free and you're not carrying around the bandwidth or the weight, the emotional weight of needing to get something done, have to, got to, need to, should, must, that just goes. You feel free, you feel energized and from that space, you end up getting things done a whole lot faster and in a way that feels easy and fun and in flow. So that's one benefit of taking off the pressure. What pressure have you placed on yourself to get something done ever, if at all, within a certain time period, in a certain way? Should it look a certain way? Like what pressure have you placed upon yourself? What conditions have you placed upon this project? Can you remove some of it? And the second part to that is increased in pleasure. So are you sitting in a room that feels dusty and dingy and you haven't cleaned it up and there's coffee cups everywhere or teacups everywhere or food scraps everywhere because you've got to get this thing done so quickly? Is it a pleasurable environment to be in? Can you make the task more pleasurable? It's funny. Sometimes getting dressed properly for work, even though no one's going to see me, I feel like the task becomes more pleasurable, but then sometimes it's the opposite. The task is more pleasurable when I wear whatever I want because I know no one's going to see me. So again, what would feel pleasurable for you in this moment? Is it to listen to some great music while you do it? Is it to change up your location in your house or in your room? Is it to lay on the floor? Is it to do it standing up? What would increase the pleasure of this? Is it to have a really delicious cup of tea with you and a yummy snack and some music and a great outfit and to paint your nails if you're into that. So when you type your fingers across the keyboard, there's a nice color there. It's something different. (laughs) You know, get creative with this. Increasing the pleasure of the activity could be as simple as having a different window to look out of or changing the height at which you're sitting, listening to some music, like I said, lighting a candle. It could just be that you turn this activity from something that is a chore into something that's more ritualistic, something that's more enjoyable. And by decreasing the pressure, it naturally increases the pressure also. So how can you make your tasks, the creative things that you're doing more pleasurable? Are you placing pressure on yourself to write scripts? where you could just free flow. Are you placing pressure on yourself to do it within a certain frequency that actually doesn't align for you anymore? Would it be more pleasurable to do 10 in a row instead of one every week? Think, well, you heard in my last podcast about how to think bigger. This is about choosing to think bigger. Think up, down, backwards, forwards, back to front, inside out, round in circles. Think about how pleasure could be experienced during before and after each task. Perhaps it's that you need to start your day in a little bit more of a pleasurable way so that the task doesn't feel like, ugh, when you start your day and you're actually in a really pleasurable state. Maybe the pleasure gets to come afterwards. It's a reward. Maybe it's about actual pleasure. Maybe you need to experience some self-pleasure before or after, or I guess during, I don't know, uh, how you do the task. It doesn't matter. It's about thinking about how this could work for you. The first thing was, decrease the pressure and increase the pleasure. That's my first solution to, okay, my creativity is stifled. I have these new conditions on my creativity and I feel like it's just gone. What do I do? The second part of my answer to this question is an NLP process, neuro-linguistic programming. And this is actually about thinking about when you felt last motivated to create and reigniting those states inside of your body. And what I mean by that is oftentimes when we have extra pressure, like let's say, I don't know, a global pandemic and stage four lockdowns, uh, when we have increased pressure in our world, it can stifle the creativity. It can also stifle the memory. It can also stifle the feelings of knowing what you would normally do. You sort of forget how to human in a way sometimes. I know I certainly do that. When there's pressure, I have to really slow myself down to remember what I normally do in situations like this. And it's a human trait. So oftentimes it's not about a lack of creativity. I really want you to know that I don't believe that you will ever, ever, ever run out of ideas and creative concepts. I believe in fact that even if you yes, you, I'm talking to anyone who is listening to the Super Freak podcast right now. If you were stuck in a room, trapped in a room, locked in a room, I use those words (laughs) very consciously, right? If you were in a room with no windows, only walls, all the same color, not even a comfy bed, and you had to stay there, I would believe in you to come up with creative ideas again and again and again and again, because inside of the recesses of your subconscious mind, you would be able to access your memory. You would be able to access times when you felt creative before. You would be able to access things that you have thought about and complete those thoughts and complete those sentences and complete absolutely. There is no end to it. However, in this particular reality, this situation, you probably do have a window You might be able to walk outside of your house a little bit. You may still be able to talk to human beings. We have the internet. We have an unlimited availability and capacity for inspiration and research and to feel alive and motivated even when we are kind of in lockdown, even when we're in isolation, So I believe in you to be able to do this. And it's simply going to require a little bit of your creativity and the willingness perhaps to do something different, but also to unsubscribe from the idea that creativity ever runs out. It's simply a case of re-accessing it and reigniting it because inspiration is everywhere. So the first part is decrease the pressure and increase the pleasure. And then the second part I would say is to and in my neurolinguistic programming training this is actually a practice that we use to discover a person's personal values right what's important to them but when it comes to creativity and reigniting it or re-motivating yourself in terms of creativity this is super helpful to help you remember What did I even do when creativity used to be easy and I wasn't in lockdown? So the question is like, think of a specific time for yourself when you felt super motivated in the context of creativity, super motivated to create. Now you can do this. You can pause the podcast and actually stop and think about a time when you felt really motivated to create. And what I want you to do is once you think of that specific time, I want you to float down into your body. So that you're in your body, looking through your own eyes, hearing those sounds around you and feeling the feelings of being in that moment where you felt so motivated and inspired to create. And then I want you to rewind the movie just ever so slightly. Like Imagine going back in time and I want you to think to yourself, what was the thing or what was happening? What was I doing right before I felt incredibly motivated to create? What was the thing that was going on? What was I doing? You might say to yourself, oh, well, I actually noticed that I felt really moved. I had read something that really inspired me, or I was really flaming angry about something. I saw something that really just upset me, and I felt really motivated to write about that or to create something. Or I saw something on the internet, I I started following my curiosity. And I followed the string of my thoughts down an internet rabbit hole. And I ended up discovering this whole new thing that it's now become an absolute hobby of mine, but I allowed myself to follow my curiosity. So I want you to think about what was I doing right before I felt incredibly motivated and just note that down and then ask yourself again, what's another time that I felt in- incredibly motivated to create and rewind the movie a little bit. What What happened just before I felt that? immense motivation. Maybe you felt really inspired. Maybe you had rested. Maybe you'd taken a long bath. Maybe you'd taken a long walk. Maybe you had meditated. Maybe you'd given yourself the gift of a nap and you woke up feeling incredibly inspired. Maybe you had Shut down your laptop and all of your creative tools for an entire weekend and just not opened them and done other things. Maybe you didn't touch technology for three whole days. (laughs) It doesn't matter what it is, but I want you to ask yourself, what was it? Because that's often the thing that we have not made a regular practice. You see, it happened randomly and we felt motivated to create and we thought it was unique to the situation or we thought it was just well it was just is what it is but actually if you go back and rewind there's a strategy in there and you can find for yourself well, how can I recreate that? How can I find inspiration? Do I need to implement more self care, more naps, right? Do I need to allow myself to follow my curiosities a little bit more? And of course, this all melds with taking off the pressure and increasing the pleasure. Because when you take off the pressure, you're not telling yourself, I shouldn't be going down this rabbit hole right now. I should be doing something else. You're removing those shoulds, of course. And it feels quite pleasurable to follow your curiosities. So by asking yourself, When was the last time I felt incredibly motivated to create? That motivation piece is the most important part. Go into that moment, step into your body and then rewind the video, rewind the movie and ask what had to happen in order for you to become motivated and then do it. Do that thing, repeat it, find a way, make a way, get creative about the way you implement that. But then go one step further, super freak, and don't just make that a random occurrence. Think about the things that have you absolutely ultimately forever and ever inspired and make them a part of your non-negotiable business plan, your non-negotiable life plan. Instead of making them random, instead of going back to that time when you feel sick or you feel worried or you feel like you're lacking in creativity. Make it a part of your habit, your routine, your ritual, so much so that you never end up having this problem ever again. Keep making the list, keep increasing the list of things that make you feel inspired and creative. Feel free to leave me, uh, a note somewhere, perhaps even in a review, leave me a comment on my website underneath this episode and tell me what makes you feel incredibly motivated and inspired to create. And I would love for you to share those resources because I know there are so many people around the world right now feeling a lack of motivation to create because their typical ways of getting inspired are not quite available to them. But for all of you and to all of you who have lived lives, there is more than one way to feel motivated to create, you know, even as I say that it's really important that you understand that it has to feel pleasurable. So if you haven't had any pleasure in your life of late, you are, you know, feeling the pressure increase at the moment that I just invite you to think what would feel really pleasurable right now and give yourself a little bit of a break and that space that you create. I mean, think about when you come up with your best ideas. It's not when you're sitting at your desk with a furrowed brow. It's when you're out walking. It's when you're in the shower. It's when you're on holidays or looking at a nice view or reading a book, reading a fiction book. It's it's when you're doing something where you're not trying, actually, for the ideas to come through. So it, when you increase the pleasure, it really does support Your whole concept of space and time and it will feel like you have more time you have more energy and that's naturally just where the creative juices start to flow again so i'm with you please 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 do everything that you can to increase the pleasure right now the world needs it you need it we need it for each other i'm with you and i can't wait to hear how you go with this Thank you so much for being here and listening in with me today. I'm really grateful to be gracing your ears of all the things you could be listening to right now. You're right here with me. So thank you. Now, I'd love to hear from you. What was your one insight of the day? How are you going to apply it? Why not tell me in a review? If you know someone who would love this, please do share it with them. It's the best kind of compliment. So you could take a screenshot, you could tag me on Instagram and be that super freak who shares what's working for you with your world. And if you want more, you might like to check out my website, HaleyCar.tv. It's linked in the notes. It's there. You can find out about all the ways we can play even more together. And you can also get a free copy of my book and download a free copy of the Super Freak Self-Coaching Scorecard 2, which a lot of people are having a lot of fun with right now. Remember, everything you want is so much closer than you think. So stay curious, stay open, and say yes. I'll see you soon.